So it's Christmas Day, 2021, December 25th. If you were dreaming of a white Christmas in the South, no luck. More of 65 degree weather, at least in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Beautiful outside. There's a little sun earlier, mostly a little overcast, but still beautiful weather. T-shirt, T-short weather, perhaps. And a good excuse to get outside. Luckily, where I live, Chattanooga, Tennessee, tons of opportunities to get outside into some very scenic surroundings. And so this one is up here on Lookout Mountain. Foster Falls, Glen Foster, Glen Jacobs, Glen Falls, Glen Falls. It would have been really pretty if it was snowing too, but no such luck. Still awesome. You can hear some of the water obviously in the background. You cannot hear or see the view that I get to look at. But a beautiful way to spend most of a Christmas day. Yeah, okay, I think it was 2012 or 2011 when we had it's still on Christmas Day. We were in Calhoun at my parents' house. The kids, two of them were born. We had two of our little kids in our family were not born yet, but two of them were, and we had, I don't know, five inches maybe? That's five, six inches? Might, might have been more. A lot of snow. That was a pretty fun Christmas day. Yeah. Similar today, you know, minus the snow and 30 degrees and difference. And T-shirt and shorts. Well, I'm wearing t-shirt and shorts in 65 degree weather. What are you wearing in 65 degree weather? <laughs> I'm wearing my yoga pants and a jacket and a t-shirt under. Okay, not bad. Not bad. 
Um, last Christmas, like really refraining from singing the rest I gave of the you George, my heart. Yeah, the George also, Michael song. That's the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> It was kind of, I remember it being cold. How would it be, I gave you my heart the very next day you gave it away? This that year, seems... to send me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Yes, yeah, so basically, you weren't, well, if you already know the person last year wasn't special, that you just gave him your heart, just hoping to get affirmation, but there was really nothing behind it. So shame on you, George Michael. Anyway, last you can't year. Help, you can't help who you love. Obviously, he didn't love them because he's like, this year I'm going to do it for someone special. Well, no, Last he's, year it was just this you. This song, he's still pining after this person. So it's more of a defense mechanism. Like, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to give it to somebody special, someone who deserves me. That's like what he's saying. But he really inside, he's like crying and he's like missing this person and this potential connection they could have had. If they had been special. If. If she had vowed, he or she had valued, who valued the love that he was offering as a gift, because love is a gift. I don't know. I've heard it both ways. Okay. Okay, so you were saying... Okay, so last year, I think it was cold last Christmas, so we didn't go out, I don't remember going outside or going to the park or anything like that, but last year I taught my son how to make lentil soup. That was like part of his Christmas present. I got him all these like kitchen utensils. And I got him like the ingredients to make the soup. That was going to be our main course was this lentil soup for our Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. And he made the whole soup. And I just helped him like chop, chop the onions and things that, you know, he may have needed a little help on. Mm-hmm. But everything else he did. I told him like, you know, how to measure things. And he put, he made the soup. How did that come up as the plan? Had he been talking about it or asked you about it? Um, or? Yeah, he had been asking about, like, wanting to learn how to cook. He kept saying that he wants to learn how to cook. So I was like, all right, that's a, I will definitely teach you how to cook. And so that was like, you know, he made things, simple things, like put something in a toaster or in the microwave. So yeah. This was like... That's, that's the full first on, yeah. Full Pots, meal. water boiling, and yeah, like he did multiple it all. ingredients. He really did it all. I just kind of guided him through the process. It was really fun. And since then, how so. many times has he cooked the lentil soup? He's never cooked it since. Okay, Christmas miracle. <laughs> it was a Christmas miracle. Um, but he he has helped me cook other things since, just not that soup. Like. I say cook. One of his favorite things to make is his guacamole, which he's called, what do you call it? Rock and guac. He named it. <laughs> Rock and guac. Oh. Yeah. That's, That's good like that he's got a thing. comfort level early on. Yeah. For being in the kitchen, helping out, or yeah. taking over and doing his own creation. Yeah, so I kind of felt like, oh, that would be a fun Christmas tradition is have... I don't know, the kids involved in making something. Yes, in the, doing the food. With, yeah, like it was something that would be contributing to our big Christmas meal. So that's what we did. So we spent like most of the day like helping him get ready for that lentil soup. And then we had our Christmas dinner. And then it was just like, I don't know, we probably watched a movie or something. Just snuggled up on the couch, hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. 
Did you grow up with a certain Christmas movie tradition or mm. mostly just eating food? Hi. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, I don't know if we, I mean, like, we loved Home Alone. <laughs> that, that you would watch regularly? I mean, we used to watch it, because that came out, like, I remember going to the movie theaters and seeing those movies, and then when they came out on VHS, like, we gotta get those movies. Oh, yeah. So we watched that. We would watch The Grinch. We had The Grinch on VHS. I don't remember, like... Oh, we have to watch this movie every single year. Right. Yeah, we never had any of those specific ones that always happened. Yeah. More food. The food thing was pretty standard, traditional. There for a few years, we'd go to my grandmother's house slash my aunt and uncle's house because they lived across the yard from them. Mm-hmm. There'd be some type of, obviously food, tons of food overeating Mm -hmm. to the max and then either Thanksgiving always on Thanksgiving but then sometimes on Christmas too there'd be a big football game Um, at the local high school that was just a few blocks away and their field would be open and anyone could play? well it would be I mean you could get on the field easily and there would be you know 10 people from our family none of which play any kind of sport except for maybe me I think the only one, if I brought a friend, this is mostly on Thanksgiving, but down there it would uh, spill over to Christmas. So I would just feel like the greatest athlete ever, (laughs) running circles around my little sister or my little cousin who couldn't catch. (laughs) My, My dad could play. He was still able to do a little something, but... We never did stuff like that. We, like, we would use Christmas Day to just, like, stay in our pajamas all day. And that's normally what I do. I would be in my pajamas and my bathrobe all day. And that's different than other days of the year. (laughs) Totally different. That's just a very specific Well, on other days, I'll get dressed and then put the bathrobe over top regular clothes. Okay. So you're kind of keeping Christmas with you all year long. Yes, exactly. That's that's why you do it. So this year's like totally different. I'm dressed, I'm out. Yeah, no bathrobe. Public. I didn't even bring a bathrobe, so. Yeah. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled, joyful all ye nations rise, join the so now that I've come over to visit Butch Ross, I'm supposed to be recording songs for me, and instead it was just me watching him clean his basement. So in order to save the evening, I asked Butch to at least join in on the podcast. So you've already heard a couple of voices, people sharing just basic traditions they grew up with for the Christmas time, and maybe gifts that stood out to them from their childhood. So along that vein, Butch Ross... Mm-hmm. Memorable childhood presents or gifts that stand out to you? Um, well, the one that the one that would come immediately to mind would be the guitar I got when I was sixteen. It was a Christmas present, 
and um, I still have it. And uh, my parents didn't wrap it. They we would get it. We had our stack of presents, so my parents didn't wrap it. They put it behind the tree. You could see it, but depending on which. Way oh, you could see like there's a guitar there. Well, it depended on where you were sitting around the tree. I my brother could see it. I could not see it. So you know the presents. My parents would always stack the presents from good. To be- so, like, the Xbox would be on top, and the socks would be on the bottom of the pile of presents. Oh, so you start off on the highest point so you possible? you start on the highest point possible, and well, then you work your way down to the least exciting so, gift. So you knew once you get to the bottom, I don't even care about this gift, but I have to feign excitement? Or they just knew, eh. No, it's just they wanted to... You, you can't pretend you're excited about everything every single time, so they would just put the coolest stuff on top. Wow, okay. You know? Let's I mean, get it out of the way. How excited can you get? I'm 53. I still don't get excited about socks. I this always, is true. I always need them. Yeah. I don't get excited about them. Bottom of the stack. So I don't remember what the top of the pile was, but what I do remember is that at each present, it would go lower and lower. Like, oh, sweaters. You know. Oh, okay. Here's some pajamas. Oh, like all the way down, and I get to the I get to the bottom of the of the list, and it's like of the pile, and it's like socks or whatever. And I'm just thinking, well, this is just the suckiest Christmas ever. <laughs> I just got a bunch of stuff I need and get anything cool and get anything I asked for. The thing on the top was not that great. Nothing. The thing on the top was not that great. In the meantime, my brother is like peeing himself because he can see the guitar and he can see that I can't see the guitar. And he's watching me open every present and that so extra. Wait, if you had just ex- shifted yeah, like all a few feet, feet over? Six inches. <laughs> okay. Six Six inches. Your parents were just really counting on you not moving. But no, I think they expected me to see it right away. Oh, okay. They were trying to hide it. From oh, they me, weren't. Okay. They were trying to hide it. They just did. So, yeah, and so like each, with each present, my brother would see like a new layer of disappointment cross my face. And just, that was, I think, his present, really. And then, and then, and finally, just like, I, what happened was my, uh, my mom finally said after all my presents were open my mom finally said um hey could you you hand me my presents and they were over on the other side of my brother so when i reached to grab them that's when i finally saw the guitar okay but like and you knew immediately this is for me of course not like oh mom got a guitar yeah no no they i wanted a guitar they knew i wanted a guitar i had built a guitar that's how badly I wanted a guitar that I had. You were so desperate. Them. No one would buy you one. You just made your own. What did you make exactly. it out of? Like cardboard? No, did you actually other, make two other guitars. I had um, uh, someone at school had a guitar, or someone in my brother's school had a guitar. My brother's in middle school at the time. And, and one of the teachers had a guitar that didn't have any electronics in it. And so I bought that for like $20. And then... Uh, a neighbor kid had a guitar that was a semi hollow, like a like an. It was a Tesco Del Rey, but it was like a semi hollow with the f holes and the like a three thirty five. You know what I mean? Like John Lennon's Casio mm. or like, Casino guitar, you know, something like that, like that style. So it was. It had a thin body, but it was hollow mm-hmm. that he stepped on. He stepped on it and just destroyed it. And uh, but the electronics were still good, so I gave him ten bucks, and then I put the two together, and it worked. And it worked. Yeah. Sounded good. 
No. No? Okay. No, it was two cheap guitars that were broken, that it didn't sound good. And the but, new guitar was a... But it stayed in tune, and it, it was good. And, and the new guitar was a Tele... Fender Stratocaster. Tele okay. knockoff. Oh. It was a, a fake Tele, but... Okay. Um, uh, but exponentially better than, right. than the guitar I was playing with. You know, so... Yeah, so that's always going to be the one that... In terms of, you know... Not just that it was what it was, but that it, like... It really seemed like I wasn't getting anything. It's <laughs> how completely disappointed I was. There's so many lessons that could be there too, because if you just shift your perspective, your view, literally, yeah, literally. If I had just leaned, right over, just leaned, you know, six inches to the left, I would have seen it. You know? And it was even something they weren't trying to hide. They just like, oh, well, I guess he didn't see it. We'll have to yeah. unveil it to him. Yeah. And the other thing I would say with that, with Christmas presents, would be then the first year out of college, uh, I worked in retail. I was working at a mall the first year that I was out of college. And by the time Christmas had um, gotten around, had come around, uh, I was so completely fed up with human beings that I, I told everyone I knew, don't get me anything at all. I don't, don't buy me presents, don't give me a card, don't give me nothing. I want nothing for Christmas. And I went and worked in a food kitchen. And people... Respected your wishes and you received nothing. It's amazing to tell people, don't get me anything. How am I? Okay. okay. <laughs> Done and dusted. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. So don't get you the thing I already didn't get you. Okay. Perfect. Piece You're, of cake. Right. Okay. So tra- now tradition. Now what am I going to rush around for? <laughs> yeah, that 3 a.m. on a exactly. New Year's Eve. Tradition that really stood out to you from childhood or maybe. Christmas traditions that you've carried with you over the years, or you want to resurrect, or a new tradition to start, but something tradition-wise. For my the... family would always have people over to the. Uh, our church would do a um, candlelight service, and then uh, my family, my we would always have people over for like cookies and snacks, and I have to think like in memory, in retrospect, that it. Must not have been like a midnight service, you know what I mean? Right. It's dark, but I also remember my being like, it's even as a little kid, it couldn't have been that late because as a little kid making making me stay up to past midnight when I know <laughs> Santa doesn't come until I go to bed. Right. You know, like yeah. no way. My brother once asked my mom if this is a true story. My brother once asked my mom at four in the afternoon on Christmas Eve if he could go to bed. Like, can I go to bed now? <laughs> he thought he had it all figured out. Because he figured when he woke up, Sander will have come. That was the right. Yeah. So so it couldn't have been that. It couldn't have been that late. But uh, but my family maintained that tradition for a a, a long time. A long time. Like long after, like I wasn't living there. My brother wasn't living there. You know, where it was just the four of us and all of the other relatives or whatever had moved out of town. You mm-hmm. know, and I think they still do it now. But it's come full circle. You know, where my brother has six kids and and his kids have kids and you know what I mean. Um and then and then the candle but the candlelight service thing I guess would be the one that stayed with me because I do it now at the Presbyterian Church. And oh, that right. is a midnight service. Starts at midnight? Or? No, no, no. It's designed to end just a little after midnight. Oh wow. So that when you're done so it's 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 very, very cool. We we sing um uh, 
the last thing, of course, we do, this is how it was in the church I grew up in as well, is uh, Silent Night. Mm-hmm. What we would do, uh, Silent Night. And then, you know, the last verse, acapella, all the lights on, everybody's holding a candle, and the whole thing's just lit by candlelight. And it's, it's in both churches, has always been a wonderful experience. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and now and now we do it, uh, and now when we when we do it here, it, it's it actually ends after it's an eleven o'clock service, so it runs a little long. So well, doesn't run long. The preacher preaches as long as he cares to, <laughs> but um, but ends then you know twelve o five or whatever, so that it's actually Christmas when we're. And are there little kids there? No. Okay. No, no, no. Not not sometimes, but not usually. Okay. Yeah. So. There is somebody, however, from our church. This is very cool. I think it's very cool. There is someone from our church who, after the service then, or sometimes before the 11 o'clock service, uh, will walk around Old Town with sleigh bells. Just, like, jingling sleigh bells. <laughs> so if there are any kids, like, half awake in their bed, they're like, ah, like Santa. They, oh. just, they just walk the neighborhood. and They just walk the neighborhood and ring the bells. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which is a very cool... I think a very cool thing. Anyway, so there's that tradition, uh, and then uh, we ha- Trish has the tradition of every year we watch um, White Christmas, the Bing Crosby, Danny mm-hmm. Kaye movie, and uh, and and my my aunts and uncles on my dad's side, every Thanksgiving they watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. There you go, classic. Yeah, nothing gets you in the spirit more than Jelly of the Month Club. You know, it's no it's no Die Hard, but. But it has. It's on there. It's on the it, list. But it has a, it has a tenderness. That, yeah. You know, not quite as tender as say Die Hard, but like. If I don't tear up three or four times by the end of Die Hard, something's off with me. That's a me problem. That's not Bruce Willis. <laughs> so yeah, those those are the traditions okay. that I have. Those are good. Now now can we record me? Music doing music. Didn't we just do that? Yeah, we recorded this. Always <laughs> greener. <laughs> Big thank you to the people who joined me this week. First voice that you heard being interviewed, even though they didn't know it at first, but they were they were a good sport and played along. Stephanie Jones, if you want to find out more about what she does, especially in terms of trauma-informed yoga and other things related to that, innerrootshealingarts.com. That second story time was with a local musician and a good friend of mine, Butch Ross. He is a musician, artist, storyteller, variety of things, butchross.com. If you want to learn more about him and see where he performs and get involved with his music, those types of things. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, to, and whatever you do, whatever you celebrate. Hope it's been a good one. The new year is approaching. We'll see what kind of cliches we can come up with on our next Normal Life podcast episode about the new year. But until then, hope you have a great week.